0: High atop a remote mountain range, away from the lights and noises of civilization, stood an observatory that housed the world's most sophisticated telescopes. It was here that Dr. Alexei Romanov, a reclusive astrophysicist, had made it his life's mission to understand the mysteries of the cosmos. Dr. Romanov was a man with few words, but his passion for the stars spoke volumes. Every night, he would climb the observatory's tower adjusting his telescope's lens to gaze deep into the infinite vastness of space. It was on one such evening, while charting the movement of distant galaxies, that a peculiar anomaly caught his attention. Amidst the blanket of twinkling white and blue stars, one stood out conspicuously, a star that pulsated with a blood-red hue. It wasn't its color alone that intrigued him, but its rhythmic pulse. Every few seconds, The star would brighten and dim, brighten and dim, as if it were communicating in a cryptic Morse code. Fascinated by this astral enigma, Dr. Romanov began to record its patterns. Night after night, he charted its sequences, filling notebooks with rows and columns of data. As the months turned into years, the walls of his observatory became plastered with diagrams, equations and theories, all attempting to decipher the meaning behind the pulse. But it wasn't just about decoding. The very nature of the star's signals stirred something deep within him. There was a rhythm, a musicality to it that was both haunting and beautiful. The pulsating beat became a constant in his life, like the ticking of a clock or the beat of a heart. With every passing year, as the weight of time bore down upon him, Dr. Romanov grew more obsessed. His once broad study of the universe narrowed down to this single point of blood-red light. Colleagues and peers tried to dissuade him, suggesting he was chasing a mere astral oddity, but he believed otherwise. There was a message in that pulse, a story waiting to be told, and he was determined to unlock it. The secluded observatory, once a hub of astronomical research, transformed into a shrine dedicated to understanding one singular phenomenon, the blood-red enigma. Dr. Romanov's observatory was a bastion of both the old and the new, ancient tomes on astronomy lay side by side with cutting-edge computational models. Over the years, he had amassed a vast amount of information about the pulsating star. Sheets upon sheets of observations, calculations and theories littered his workspace. The heart of his latest endeavor, however, was a marvel of modern engineering. A monolithic machine, crafted with precision engineering, it stood surrounded by myriad cables and flickering screens. Drawing from the wealth of information he had amassed, Romanov had designed this apparatus specifically to emulate and project the signal he had so carefully observed from the blood-red star. With trembling hands, he made the final calibrations. Every circuit, every wire, every diode had been meticulously placed, to ensure the accuracy of the simulation. The room was filled with a palpable tension, the weight of years of obsession and dedication pressing down on him. He took a moment, closed his eyes, and took a deep breath. Then, with a resolute push, he activated the machine. Immediately, it hummed to life, lights dancing across its surface. In sync with the machine's rhythm, a large antenna outside the observatory began to pulsate, sending the replicated signal out into the vastness of space. Inside, Dr. Romanov watched as the screens displayed the output, the mirrored pulse of the star, now being broadcasted from Earth. A smile of satisfaction, and accomplishment briefly crossed his face. However, unknown to the scientist, as his terrestrial beacon sent out its call, A shift was occurring in the atmosphere. High above, dark clouds began to coalesce at an unnatural speed. The blue skies of day turned murky and foreboding. It was as if the very cosmos was responding, and not in a way he had anticipated. Far from being a passive observer, the universe seemed to be reacting, and the once clear skies over the observatory now bore an ominous shade of twilight. The transformation was abrupt. The golden light of noon was rapidly snuffed out, replaced by an impenetrable inky blackness. It wasn't just an ordinary dusk, this was a darkness that seemed to swallow everything, a void that light couldn't pierce. Across the landscape, nature responded with instinctual alarm. Birds, which moments ago had been serenading the day, now erupted in a cacophony of distressed calls. Wings flapped furiously as they sought refuge, their erratic flight patterns painting a picture of pure panic. On the ground, animals too sensed the disturbance. Deer bolted from clearings, and even the usually sluggish creatures quickened their pace, scurrying for shelter. The horizon, once delineated by the majestic hues of the setting sun, was now dominated by rapidly gathering storm clouds. They amassed at a speed that defied meteorological understanding, each cloud darker and more foreboding than the last. Streaks of lightning spiderwebbed across the sky, each flash illuminating a world rapidly descending into chaos. For the humans below, the sudden shift from day to night brought life to a standstill. Cars skidded to halts, their headlights feeble against the engulfing dark. People spilled out of buildings, eyes wide with fear and confusion, their faces upturned to the skies as if seeking answers. At the heart of it all, the trees, those ancient sentinels of time, groaned and swayed. Their leaves rustled, not with the gentle whisper of a summer breeze, but with the force of a chilling gale that seemed to emerge from the very void itself. This was no natural phenomenon it was as if the Earth itself was protesting the unnatural darkness enveloping it. Within the observatory, Dr. Romanov, oblivious to the machine's activation's immediate aftermath, would soon come face to face with the consequences of his relentless pursuit. The sudden, tangible darkness was disorienting, but what emerged from it was infinitely more terrifying. At first, they appeared as tiny, distant crimson pinpricks against the pitch-black canvas. But as seconds turned to minutes, those red dots grew in size and multiplied, revealing themselves not as stars, but as malevolent eyes. The eyes were everywhere, glaring, unblinking, watching. They were the dominant feature on creatures of nightmare, entities that defied comprehension. Each set of eyes was attached to a lean, elongated form that undulated, and twisted as it moved. These creatures were bathed in shadows, their dark bodies almost blending with the surrounding blackness, making them appear as if they were born of the void itself. Broad, membranous wings stretched from their backs, slicing through the air with a silent grace. Despite their sinuous elegance, there was an undeniable menace about them. Their movements were predatory, their sharp talons gleaming ominously as they hovered above the earth. Dr. Romanov, stepping outside the confines of his observatory to fathom the unfolding chaos, was met with this haunting spectacle. The reality of the situation struck him with a chilling clarity, his machine, his life's work, had not just mirrored a distant star's signal. Instead, it had sent out a beckoning, a call, drawing these creatures from the depths of space, or perhaps, from the abyss of a dimension unknown to man. The world below, already grappling with the abrupt shift from day to night, now faced a threat of unimaginable proportions. As fear gripped the hearts of millions, the realization dawned that this wasn't just an astronomical anomaly, it was an invasion. The once vibrant cities became arenas of devastation in a matter of moments. Towering skyscrapers, symbols of human achievement, were ripped asunder, their steel bones twisted and shattered as if they were mere matchsticks. Glass windows exploded outward, raining shards onto the streets below, each fragment reflecting the ominous red glow of the invaders' eyes. In rural areas, the carnage was no less severe. Farmlands were razed, the golden crops flattened and scorched. Livestock, sensing the approaching danger, stampeded in terror, only to be intercepted by the swift-moving entities. The serene beauty of the countryside was replaced with scenes of chaos and destruction. Cars on highways became easy targets. With a casual swipe of their talons, the creatures sent vehicles flying, metal crumpling upon impact, Fires erupting from ruptured fuel tanks. Highways became graveyards of twisted metal and flame. But the most harrowing sight was the pursuit of humans. The creatures hunted with a chilling efficiency. Young and old ran in panic, their screams piercing the heavy air. But the invaders were faster, more agile. No hiding place was safe, no distance great enough to escape their relentless pursuit. Throughout this onslaught, one thing became clear, the creatures were not just mindless beasts of destruction. They were methodically drawn to sources of the signal, targeting areas with the highest concentrations of electronic devices and communication towers. The very technology that had allowed Dr. Romanov to replicate the signal now acted as a beacon, attracting the wrath of the invaders. Amid the chaos, Military and emergency response units scrambled to respond, but their initial efforts were met with frustration. Bullets, missiles, and explosives seemed to have little effect on the creatures. Their shadowy forms absorbed or deflected most conventional attacks. They were like wraiths, phantasmal and elusive, yet deadly in their intent. The world was under siege, and as the hours ticked by, hope dwindled. Humanity's dominance on Earth was being challenged like never before, and the battle for survival had only just begun. The relentless assault by the creatures forced nations, often adversaries, to put aside their differences. A global coalition formed, pooling resources and intelligence in a united front against the otherworldly invaders. The very survival of the human race was at stake. Airbases buzzed with activity as fighter jets, loaded with the latest armaments, took to the skies. Their afterburners left streaks of fire against the ominous backdrop, like dragons roaring into battle. Tanks, those behemoths of armored warfare, rumbled through streets and open fields, their cannons poised and ready. Soldiers, the backbone of humanity's defense, took positions in city centers, on rooftops, and in makeshift trenches. Their faces, smeared with camo paint and sweat, reflected determination and fear in equal measure. Snipers steadied their rifles, waiting for the perfect shot, while infantry units stood shoulder to shoulder, a wall of resistance against the encroaching darkness. But the battles that ensued were unlike any fought before. Missiles and bullets passed through the creatures with little effect, as if they were firing at apparitions. Explosions that would typically obliterate tanks or bring down buildings barely caused the creatures to flinch. Their ethereal nature made them nearly impervious to conventional weaponry. Even the most advanced military tech, from laser-guided munitions to electromagnetic pulses, showed limited success. The creatures' agility allowed them to dodge with ease and their seemingly incorporeal forms meant that many attacks simply phased through them. Desperation grew among the ranks. Tank battalions fired in volleys, hoping to at least disorient the creatures, while fighter jets executed daring aerial maneuvers, trying to draw them away from populated areas. Soldiers, witnessing the futility of their weapons, resorted to guerrilla tactics, using the environment to their advantage, setting traps, and attempting to outwit the invaders. While the battles raged, scientists and strategists worked feverishly behind the scenes. They analyzed every piece of data, every captured footage, looking for a weakness, a chink in the armor of the shadowy foes. Dr. Romanov, burdened with the knowledge that his machine had initiated this apocalypse, couldn't stand idly by. He knew he had to find a way to turn the tide, to give humanity a fighting chance against the overwhelming odds. The weight of the world rested on his shoulders, and time was running out. Deep below the Earth's surface, hidden from the prying eyes of the invaders, a sprawling underground facility buzzed with fervent activity. Codenamed Nexus, this lab had long been the hub of clandestine scientific research, and now, it became humanity's last bastion of hope. The metallic corridors echoed with hurried footsteps as scientists, engineers, and technicians moved with purpose, their white lab coats stained with sweat and grease. The central chamber was dominated by the machine Dr. Romanov had built, now dubbed Pandora due to the chaos it unleashed. Around it, holographic screens floated, displaying complex equations, signal patterns, and real-time feeds from the surface. Working tirelessly around the clock, the team pored over every inch of the machine, seeking to understand its intricate workings. They studied the star's original signal and the replicated pulse from Pandora, looking for anomalies or overlooked patterns. Dr. Zhang, a renowned astrophysicist, postulated that the creatures might be resonating with the signal on a quantum level, which explained their seemingly supernatural attributes. If they could design a counter-frequency, a sort of anti-signal, it might disrupt the creature's cohesion or sever their connection to our dimension. The team's brightest minds, including Dr. Romanov, collaborated on the monumental task. Hours blurred into days, and days into nights, as sleep and rest became luxuries. A prototype was finally created, a device that could emit the hypothesized counter-signal. It looked deceivingly simple, like an oversized, tuning fork with numerous wires and circuits attached, but it embodied the collective knowledge and hope of the best minds on the planet. Once calibrated, the device, now named Lazarus, was ready for its initial test. The underground chamber was filled with a tense silence, broken only by the soft hum of machinery and the collective breath of the anxious team. Everyone understood the states. This was a gamble, but it was the best shot they had. In the heart of Nexus, the room's ambience shifted as Lazarus powered on. The machine emitted a low, oscillating hum, distinctly different from the one produced by Pandora. Across the screens, the counter signals spread, forming a protective web over the afflicted areas. For the first few moments, it seemed like a futile effort. The haunting red eyes continued to shine with unwavering intensity, and the destruction on the surface showed no signs of abating. The room's atmosphere grew heavy with disappointment. But then, something shifted. High-resolution feeds from surveillance drones showcased the creatures, starting to act out of sync. The once-coordinated and methodical swarms now displayed confusion. They collided with one another, their flight paths becoming erratic and directionless. On the ground, troops watched in disbelief and then mounting hope. The once indestructible beings seemed disoriented. Their swift and deadly attacks now turned into desperate flailing. Some creatures even began spiraling downward, unable to maintain their flight. Fighter jets seized the moment launching assaults with renewed vigor. Ground units, witnessing the weakening of their formidable foes, mounted offences across cities and towns. The tides were turning. Back in Nexus, cheers erupted as scientists and technicians embraced, tears of relief streaming down their faces. Dr. Romanov, monitoring the creature's retreat, couldn't help but feel a mix of elation and apprehension. The counter-signal was working, but for how long? And at what cost? The world, for the first time since the creature's descent, found a glimmer of hope. The counter-offensive, powered by human resilience and innovation, had begun. But as the battles raged on, an underlying question remained, had they truly found the solution, or was this just the eye of the storm? The sun's rays? long overshadowed by the relentless darkness, started to peek through the receding storm clouds. Across the world, the eerie crimson mist, once the essence of the creatures, began to lift, revealing cities and landscapes, scarred but intact. People emerged from their shelters, gazing at the sky with a mix of disbelief and relief. Children rushed into the open, their laughter a stark contrast to the recent sounds of chaos. Parents held onto them, tears streaming down faces that had seen too much. Reunions filled the streets, each one a testament to the indomitable human spirit. In the ruins of once thriving cities, the monumental task of rebuilding commenced. The devastation was vast, but the human spirit, resilient. People worked together, helping neighbors and strangers alike, forging bonds born out of shared adversity. Volunteers poured in from all corners, providing food, medical aid, and emotional support. Amid this resurgence, in the quiet solitude of his observatory, the scientist gazed at the now tranquil night sky. The weight of responsibility bore heavily on him. In his quest for knowledge, he had unknowingly opened Pandora's box setting in motion events that threatened to obliterate humanity. With a heavy heart, he went to his workshop. The machine, Pandora, sat there, its intricate circuits and lights now silent and dormant. Remembering the world's ordeal, he meticulously dismantled the machine, piece by piece, ensuring that its technology would never again fall into the wrong hands. In the dead of night, he ventured to a remote location, digging a deep grave. Into it, he placed the remnants of his once prized invention, burying it along with his regrets and guilt. The world moved on, its scars a testament to the nightmare it had endured. Yet, unknown to many, the eyes of one man frequently turned skyward, ever vigilant, dreading the possibility of another celestial threat. The world was restored. But for the scientist, Peace remained elusive. Night enveloped the observatory, the dome opened to reveal the vast tapestry of stars. The scientist, eyes weary but alert, monitored his instruments. Charts and graphs displayed readings from various celestial bodies, but his attention was fixated on one specific point. The red star, once pulsating rhythmically, now exuded an ominous and unwavering glow. He adjusted the telescope, attempting to bring clarity to what his eyes were unwilling to believe. With each magnification, the horror of the sight became more pronounced. It was enormous, spanning across the void, dwarfing other stars and galaxies in its vicinity. The entity, amorphous and colossal, pulsated with a life of its own, its singular, massive red eye focused directly towards Earth. Memories flooded back of the terror, the creatures, the near end of humanity. Yet, all of that seemed minuscule compared to the behemoth that now loomed in the cosmos. There was an intelligence in that gaze, ancient and vast, contemplating its next move. The instruments in the observatory began to whir and beep, reacting to the powerful energy radiating from the entity. The ground trembled subtly, an echo of the cosmic resonance the creature emitted. The scientist knew that whatever intentions this being held, they were beyond comprehension, perhaps beyond human resistance. As dawn approached, the entity began to fade with the advancing light, but its message was clear. The pulsing creatures were merely a precursor, a herald for something far more powerful and enigmatic. The world had braced for a storm, but in reality, The hurricane was yet to arrive. While humanity celebrated its victory over the darkness, the scientist, burdened with the knowledge of what lay ahead, prepared. For the true challenge was not in the past, but in the impending confrontation with the universe's most inscrutable enigma. The final pulse had been sounded, and Earth's reckoning was on the horizon.